You're listening to episode 229. And today the big question is, are the challenges that you are taking on in your life, like a 30-day challenge, are they actually keeping you stuck? Are the short-term results tricking you into thinking that you're making growth? But is it this exact thing that's actually keeping you still inside of your life and inside of your own knowing? Let's talk about it. Hello, welcome back to St. Paul Huddle. So happy to have you here. I have done my morning sneezing and you can hear it. So we're just going to go for it. Um, I'm also feeling a World Series hangover. (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know, I um, am born and bred a Phillies fan growing up in the Philadelphia area. And uh, as I record this, my biggest predicament is how to watch the Phillies and the Eagles at the same time. So... You'll know how that went by the time this comes out, but this is this is my current stress this week, and I am feeling it staying up late watching these games. So um, anyway, something that is really present in my life right now is, and I'm this is not new news if you follow me anywhere, but it's the exploration and observation and curiosity around rest. And how much myself, obviously it always starts with me, I'm the center of my own world, but then then I observe outside of me how much um, we really are consumed around the hustle and the push and basically the stress response without offering rest response in time. And there are so many different stressors, whether it's, you know, working out and knowing how to give yourself rest days um, or having emotional stress and knowing how to give yourself emotional rest. And so this is a, this is my current explore, exploration, if you will, my current work, my my curiosity, what, what I'm digging into for myself. And um, it's, it's bringing up a lot. Uh, it's unbelievably uncomfortable. And inside of this, part of the exploration is what happens in stillness. And um, I have some really, really great friends in my life who are sister soulmates, and they're supporting me in my my curiosity around my own rest. Like, why do I not feel rested? And they're like, well, you white knuckle, <laughs> you it's you're the you're the person who's sitting down on the couch and you're like, look at me, I'm resting, <laughs> like clenching, and you're not actually benefiting from the rest because because you're not letting yourself, you know, and it's because subconsciously it's so hard for me. So in this curiosity, I've realized how much I am doing all the time. And I have, you know, I've a kind of look at the timeline. And I, again, I don't, I think I've shared this information on the podcast. I know I probably have somewhere, but I've essentially worked multiple jobs since I was 11, 11. I, had an entrepreneurial spirit very early. And um, I also found a lot of worthiness in my work because so I started as a mommy's helper, babysitting kind of stuff, right? And everyone thought I was amazing. You're so responsible. This is so helpful. We need more of you. Can you? And then like they spread my name everywhere and everyone just gave me so much praise. And so that's what kind of made me develop into this overachiever because I was able to get attention, if you will, in a very positive way and feel seen and feel um, uh, praised for my output. And I looked for those outward achievements, right, of of praise and money and the things we've been basically uh, bred, if you will, into desiring in our culture. 
you know, get the money, get the house, get the job. That means you're successful. That means you're good. That is where your worthiness is. So I've learned to do that throughout my whole life to the point of becoming incredibly uncomfortable in doing nothing. So much so that as if you're a listener or you've read my book, know that I essentially didn't take maternity leaves. I started a business on my um, first maternity leave and, excuse me, when I had my son, I went right back into work despite my body literally begging me to sit still. Um, and as a result, I missed a lot of my kids' younger years. And I, I could totally sit in in the space of regret in that, but I'm just learning how to move forward and to know this is part of my story. It's part of their story. But then I asked myself, like, what, but why? Why can't I sit still? I wrote a book during a pandemic. I there's and it's interesting because I think I kind of kid myself in in the way of, but I, you know, I do a morning routine and I journal and I meditate and I go to therapy. Like I am doing the work, right? But there's still a lot of avoidance in it. So this is what I want to talk about today. So this is where I'm coming from. So you know, like where my thoughts are coming from, but I want to talk about it in general so that you can kind of explore this in yourself. And I, I want to kind of frame it in the idea of, of a challenge, meaning like I, I think that a lot of us, I see this in challenges that we present for ourselves. You know, we begin to feel uncomfortable, like we're not making progress. We're not feeling successful somewhere in our life. And then we're like, I need a challenge. I need to challenge myself. I need to eat differently. I need to go to the gym. I need to do this 30-day thing or, um, you know, dry January, like all there's so many things out there that are these full-blown challenges that are, are quite frankly, they're short-term. And I'm just holding a lot of curiosity around that. Like, where does that come from? Why don't we do that? And why aren't we sustaining the things that we want to get from these challenges? And so that's where a lot of my exploration is. So something I've noticed is that within unstructured time, a lot of us fall into avoidant and numbing behavior. Okay, so like we crave structure deeply. I crave it deeply. I crave predictability. I, and I'm not alone in that. I think that's typical. That's a norm, right? But so when there's unstructured time, when there's so many people say to me like, oh, I never have quiet. Like if it's quiet, I turn something on. And that's very American. It's very cultural. It's actually something that's talked about and, and you learn in counseling actually, because I'll tell you what, if you want someone to start talking, you sit, ask them a question and stay quiet and don't fill the silence. They're going to fill the silence by talking. And that's, it's because it's very cultural. So you start to notice when there isn't any structure in your day um, of doing. So what I mean by structure is, is like a task at hand. Uh, do you feel it? You know, are you um, listening to podcasts that sometimes is avoidant behavior. It is so for instance like if you go take a walk, do you always listen to an audiobook? Do you always put on music? Do you always put on a podcast? Do you always answer your voxers? <laughs> this is me that I've been doing lately and I have committed to saying like I'm not going to do that anymore. I want to turn the sound off and it I avoid going for a walk because I'm not doing anything while I'm walking. I have to like literally be with myself. I have to be with nature. I have to be with the noise and it's like this unproductive feeling, but it's this quiet and stillness where I'm forced to be with myself and that feels really uncomfortable. So start paying attention when there isn't something um, to distract you. Are you filling the space? You know, when you get to the end of the day and you're quote unquote unwinding, are you sitting on the couch and sucked into your phone or watching a numbing type of show? 
on the TV and why? Like, have you given yourself any space? Because that, so something as a side note, that's avoiding cognitive rest. You know, we are consuming, 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 consuming all day, especially in this current society. And we need to give ourselves some space and rest from processing so much. So that can really contribute to your burnout when you continue to stay on your phone, when you're listening to the books, when you're listening to the podcast, when you're watching the TV. It is your brain doesn't get a pause. So it's in this constant state of stress. And that can really add to to the chronic stress and burnout that we're feeling. So keep that in mind. But also notice, like, are you someone who says, and I hear this all the time, I'm just trying to distract myself. You know, I'll ask clients or friends or even myself, you know, have you processed the grief that you're experiencing? Or um, are you really sitting with how you're feeling, this uncomfortable feeling around this context, this situation? And so many people are like, oh, no, I'm just distracting myself. Like, I'm, I'm decluttering the closet. I am moving furniture around. I'm... I'm doing dishes. I, I'm doing laundry. Like I'm just, I need to distract myself from this feeling. And my question is why would you distract yourself from feeling happiness if you are feeling happy, right? So there's a lot of um, discomfort in that unstructured time. And I believe that when we begin to feel uncomfortable on a, on a regular scale, like when, and think physical, emotional, mental, even spiritual, that you're feeling maybe stagnant, you're feeling un- uncomfortable in some way. I'm feeling like I'm soft or heavy or um, like I'm not making progress. I'm not receiving the outward stimulation and evidence that I am succeeding in my life. I'm not, I haven't gotten a raise. I haven't lost any weight. Um, I don't feel connected spiritually. I I have let go of these practices, whatever it is. And then from that, we're like, okay, I need a challenge. I need to challenge myself. I'm going to do 30 days of not drinking. I'm going to do um, 30 days of this eating plan. I'm going to do 30 days of um, this meditation challenge. I'm going to do 30 days of getting on my bike or um, my treadmill or going to this exercise class, right? Uh, who's been there? Me. Hi. I'm, I am the queen of these challenges. So that's part of what I was thinking about because that's doing, that's not being still. And right now I'm challenging myself to be still. And all my body wants to do is to have a challenge like, and my brain is immediately like, oh, maybe I could do, and I'm trying to like work it in a way. I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally addicted to challenges. But then what if this structure is actually keeping us from truly hearing what it is that we need and want. So let's say you commit to 30 days or, and it could be, I don't know, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's 90 days, whatever. But you commit to this challenge. And what if that's actually preventing us from hearing what it is that we actually need each day? Because I'll tell you what, you don't need the same exercise for 30 days. Your body does not, especially as a woman, your body does not need It's not even that it doesn't want, it does not need the same exercise every single day. So if you are committing to, let's just stick with getting on a bike. I actually just got a bike, so I like that example. If you're committing to getting onto a bike every 30 days, but your body is telling you, I don't want this today, and then you still get on, instead of recognizing I'm out of alignment here and I didn't listen to what my body needs. And because of that, that's why I'm feeling unhappy. That's why I'm feeling uncomfortable. That's why I'm feeling disconnected. Instead, we have been taught that you've succeeded because you pushed through. You didn't want to get on the bike, but you did it anyway for 30 days straight. Bravo. Good job for ignoring your body. 
and sticking to the thing you said you were going to do 30 days ago. Because 30 days ago, you is not the same as today, you. I'm telling you right now, yesterday, you is not the same as today, you. She needs something different today. She needs different food. She needs different rest. She has different stressors. She needs different movement. Every single day, your body is shifting and changing and moving. So it doesn't need the same exact thing every single day. In fact, that's that's the opposite of what it needs. So is it in these structures that we are losing our connections with ourselves? And what if that was the challenge? What if we were challenged to simply meet ourselves and see what comes up? So here's what's coming up for me. I'm sitting in like, no, no challenges, no pushing, like just wake up and be like, self, what do you need today? And you know what myself is saying every day? Rest. And I'm like, oh, again? I don't like, it's a thing. I'm lazy. I'm going to get fat. I'm going to put on weight. Um, my husband's going to be upset thinking like, man, I don't know. She's kind of going downhill. Is she dealing with depression? It, it is bringing up awful things. And I have to really sit and challenge that. And you know what I want to do? I want to be like, okay, I'm good. I did a week of resting. Time to get back in there. Oop, I'm in my follicular phase. It's time to get in there. Let me. And it is literally more challenging to sit in this than to actually meet myself in a challenge because I've proven to myself. I'm sure you have too. I can drink the water when I need to drink the water. I can get on the bike when I need to get on the bike. I can do 40 days of meditation if I want to do 40 days of meditation. But ask me for 30 days to not commit to anything and I am like, whoa, that's hard. So isn't that where the growth is, is where it's actually truly hard. And I think that we're also very um, addicted to our external rewards, that we are we are excited to get um, all the rings closed, to get the badges, to... Um, to get the thing we promised we could get if we did this many days of whatever it is that we're doing. We're really addicted to those things. And that's what makes it unsustainable and short term, because that's not internal shift and change in your energy. That's an external thing. Is it to say that these challenges are bad? No, that's not what I'm saying. Like I've experienced really, really good results from these short-term challenges, but my results were short-term because I was changing something on a surface level. It's very superficial, to be honest, and continues to kind of push you away from yourself. Like how many people might end up now getting on their bike every day for a year, but then a year later realize they're dealing with adrenal issues and because we're not listening to our bodies. You know, it's not sustainable to meet ourselves Um, in a way that we think we should instead of what our body is asking us to do. So it's asking like, how can we create those internal changes? Is If the external rewards are there, are they pulling us away from our knowing, right? Like it is, am I so obsessed with closing my rings or fill in the blank, whatever the external thing is? Is it keeping me from hearing my body? Like, oh, I just, I need to work out today because I, this would be the one day that I don't close my exercise ring. And I don't want to see that on my app. That will make me feel bad. Will it? Yeah, on a surface level. But maybe what's making you feel bad is that you're you're ignoring the most important person in your life, yourself, and trusting her. And I think that's what's so hard is that we are so scared to hear what it is that we need and want. We are so, it's a little bit like if I start crying, will I stop? You know, if I listen to myself, will I be able to support her? Will will I be able to support the eight-year-old you that has been through so many life things and is showing up as that? Can I support her? Am I? Do I have the resources to even 
meet myself inside of those emotions? What am I going to do with that? And that's where we're like, woof, that is so big, so hard. I'd rather just challenge myself to walk every day for 30 days. That That is actually comfort. That's a lot easier because I, I can just show up and do that. But really meeting ourselves where we are is where it gets hard. It's trusting ourselves that maybe you are going to lose some muscle definition, but is that, is that, can you trust that that's what your body needs right now when that's what she's asking of you every day is to not get up and push yourself with that workout? Or can you trust yourself to that your body is craving um, comfort food again? Can you ask her like, is that what you really want self? Okay, I will make you soup again with pasta in it. I hear you. I'm going to, I'm going to give that to you and trust her and see where that takes you. So I think that we're really, really good at challenges of doing, right? Of doing things, of externally, like this external output with an external reward. But I think where the big challenge is, is in our undoing, in that internal meeting, in connecting with our our knowing and trusting her, even though we've been told not to. We have been taught not to because when we trust ourselves, we have been told you're lazy, you're a quitter, and you're unsuccessful. That if you take a day off, if you take a rest day, if you didn't complete 30 days straight, if you ate food that is perceived as unhealthy, we are told you're, you're not good enough. You didn't do it good enough. You quit. You fail. You failed you're lazy. And none of us want to hear that or feel that. So we continue to push externally for other people, essentially. So moral of all of this, and I don't know, I'm not at any type of conclusion yet, but I just, I challenge you to ask yourself each day what it is that your body is asking for and see if you can do that in some capacity. And Notice what comes up for you, even if it's uncomfortable, and dig into that. That is where growth is going to happen. And that, yeah, that's the big challenge. And it also, just an, again, these challenges are not bad. This is not me saying I'm never going to do one of them again. I think they can bring a lot of good. Please don't hear this and, and feel shame or embarrassment or anger. And if you do, ask yourself why. Why is this conversation pissing me off so much? That's for you to, to dig into, to figure out. But that's, that's not what I'm saying. But I think that we need to also challenge ourselves internally inside of our undoing. So ask yourself every day, hey, self, what do you need today? And trust her and do that thing for her and, and then see how you feel and see what it feels like and take that as feedback and continue to connect with her again and trust her. Okay, I went over my 15 minutes, but hopefully it was worthwhile for you. I hope that you have an amazing, amazing week. I hope that you learn a little bit more about yourself. I start. I really hope that you start to feel more connected with her and begin to build that trust again because I think that is where our happiness is. I think that's where our joy is. I think that's where our energy is. I think that's where it is that we begin to feel alive again is when we're connected with our inner knowing and who we are. So, all right, have an amazing week. Oh, one thing. Hopefully you didn't press stop already, but... I've been on social media again, and um, I have a personal Instagram account that I've had forever. I might start a professional one. 
if you want to, and I'm sharing some, some things on there that you might want to see or hear, please feel free to ask to follow me. My handle is AaronJoy725. However, I'm not going to confirm requests from people I don't know. So if you really want to connect, just shoot me a DM and say, hey, um, you know, I listen to your podcast or blah, blah, blah. So I know who you are. Um, and I'll be happy to let you into my personal account, um, but not without knowing you. So I'm just putting that out there. So it's Aaron Joyce 725. Um, and then, uh, of course, as always, email me, Aaron at AaronJoyceCo.com if you want to connect. Okay, that's it. Go out there, treat others the way you want to be treated, and I will talk to you next week.